Welcome back to another episode of the Tear We Go podcast. <laughs> Today, this is our second episode ever. The Olympics are over. There, no distractions. There are no distractions, except we are talking to people about things on text messages. Well, no, you are. No, you are. You're the one looking at your phone. But we've got a great show for you today. Our our uh, special special host, Allie, the extraordinaire. She's actually <laughs> not a special host. I am. She is one the, of the two. She's hosts. one of the two co-hosts. She's planned a a whole a whole content collection for us today. It's true. So I guess. I think we might as well just dive in because I feel like there's a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. Right. We're going to start with what I hope will be a reoccurring segment. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's essentially something's happening in real life that is freaking me out and causing me anxiety. <laughs> and you are going to calm me down with your wisdom and intelligence. Okay, good. We need some background music for this and we need a quick voiceover <laughs> like... Joe Calms Alley. Right. Da, 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 da. Right. We don't. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal. A couple days ago, if not, oh, I guess yesterday, the IPCC, which um, for everyone, including myself, other than Joe, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, released their uh, climate change report. And uh, let's just say it was not good at all. It was pretty much like a doomsday situation. And so I, um, unlike the majority of the world, am married to a climate change specialist. So why not just go over the highlights and ask for your opinion and if I need to be freaking out or not? Now, let me add in a correction here. Okay, okay. I have studied climate change. One of my peer-reviewed publications is about climate change. But I would not call myself a climate change scientist. Well, Joe, you're the the closest I have. So for now, for my anxiety purposes, you are a climate change expert. I am an Who knows? I am a climate change there expert. Okay, that is true. Um, firstly, um, United Nations scientists have found that temperatures on Earth will likely exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius limit established in the Paris Climate Agreement in around two decades adding that a near two meter rise in sea levels by the end of this century. I'm not responsible for the terrible grammar of that sentence, but uh, I actually am not too upset about that. I, don't, I guess it's because we don't live near the ocean, but two, now again, for us non-metric users, two meters would be what in feet? Two meters is roughly six feet. It's not okay. So that I mean, it's not I'm a, not happy about it, but I'm also not like freaked out about that. That's okay. So it's not it's not a perfect correlation there. It's just it's almost. What it's is a little like, bit more than six feet? What's like the typical? Like what is what? Like they're saying that that's really fast. What is like the typical rise in sea level, or is there not a typical rise in sea level? So, what you're talking about now is are, something that you're not. <laughs> What you're talking about <laughs> here, rising and lowering sea level. Right. Now you're talking about sequence stratigraphy okay, in okay. geology. Got it. Okay. So there is you both, know this. There's both localized sea level changes and then there is global sea level changes. Okay. A global sea level change is a first or second order 
sequence. Okay, you're not, I'm going to pause you now. No, no, no one no. knows what Let you're talking about. Let me finish. About. First or second order sequence. What we're talking about here are, it can be tens or twenties of meters, but this is on the order of tens of millions of years. So a change of two meters on like a hundred years, what we're talking about here, that it is, it is, that is very fast. It's not, that's, so that's not, not a good thing at all. I mean, I assumed it wasn't a good thing, but it's faster, way, way faster than what we would like to be seeing. Yep. Okay. Yep. To do. We'll see what it sounds like when we're mixing. Okay. So Nick, we're moving on because you got way too mumble jumble and I didn't really need all that information. So the moral of the story, yeah, it's kind of a big deal, but it's not something to like freak out about. It's something that we actually, that we should do something about. Okay. Well, what about, it also found that since 1970, global surface temperatures have risen faster than in any other 50 year period over the past 2000 years. That's probably true. But again, that is one, because we haven't been collecting data for a very long time. And two, it's because we haven't tried to stop. Like all we've done is grow as a society. That's, that's a natural process. Like once we realized climate change was occurring, that was just going to naturally happen because the earth still hasn't caught up to all the CO2 we pumped in. When did we realize climate change was occurring? Because I don't, and this may just be because I was a little kid and wasn't really paying attention, but I don't really remember hearing about climate change until like late high school, early college. Yeah, so there were studies. This is it's actually really interesting. <laughs> That's subjective. So, <laughs> no, it's actually really interesting. So interesting, I don't remember the exact facts. <laughs> but I think it's ExxonMobil was one of the forefront companies doing climate change research. And they were finding, finding, making all these discoveries. And then they realized that it would be bad for business. At least this is, this is what the media tells you. They realized it would be bad for business. So they just covered it all up and did a 180. Is that, is that true? They like, it was like a cover-up situation? It wasn't a cover-up. They just didn't release all of their research on it. So, and at that point they said, no, there's no way we could be, there's no way humans could be changing the environment. That's preposterous. So we have known about climate change probably since the 70s, maybe even earlier. Okay, so it is like a relatively new thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's happening so quickly that we have to stop it now. But we just now realized it. And that's not, I'm not trying to like downplay the situation. I'm just generally, genuinely, ugh, genuinely, can never say that word, curious. It is, it is a fear thing. I will say that. There has been a lot higher CO2 and a very different climate in times past, say during the dinosaurs. Right, Completely but humans weren't alive climate. then, so we really humans didn't have to worry weren't about alive. That. Yeah, so where we're going in the next fifty to a hundred years, if we don't do anything, is going to be a whole new world for us. So what we really need is like a new PR campaign to like spin it to be kind of like a cool thing. Like, ooh, like we've never been here before. So maybe it's not like all hurricanes and terrible wildfires. Maybe it's going to be like fun. Mm, 
Well, there's that's gonna, a hard sell. That's going to be a hard sell. <laughs> cool. One of the one of my professors said the my favorite quote on climate change: "The Earth is going to be fine. It is not an Earth problem. The Earth doesn't have to worry about it. It is a human problem. Right, right. Because we're the ones who are going to need to adapt, or we're going to go extinct. It's not like the Earth is going to continue on." Certain animals will survive. Cockroaches are going to make it. Feral cats, they're fine. Feral cats. So, like, and hogs, they're going to make it. But then it's going to, like, truly come to, like, survival of the fittest. Only the, the best humans slash the most, the uh, humans that are most easily able to adapt to the climate change. Well, it's not. Changing climate will survive. No, we're not going to go to the the dark ages. It's going to be. <laughs> Can we innovate enough to protect a, from a crazy hurricane season? Can we innovate enough and have enough technology to have 8 billion people still around? Or are we going to have a mass die off? And okay, so remember how the start, like beginning of the segment, was the make Alley feel better segment? The phrase mass human, what'd you say? I don't know what it was, but it was terrifying. <laughs> Like I would, I am now more concerned than I was at the beginning of this. You failed. No, <laughs> no more of the segment. No, Canceling we're good. It. We're good. We're gonna be fine. I'm a prepper. Joe and Allie are gonna be. Fine. Yeah, we're gonna be fine. Jake's gonna be fine. I know people in Alaska. Alaska is gonna do great. Is that because it's closer to the pole, and so it won't get so hot? No, actually, the poles are warming faster. What? That doesn't but, anyway. Okay, that doesn't but, make sense. Because you're. You're already so far up that it's, yeah, it's going to warm up more, but it's also going to like warm up to like normal temperate climate, not. So it'll be tropical. Yeah. So a fun beach trip. Yeah. For yeah. the foreseeable future. Okay, yeah, we're going to we, move on. We may have <clears throat> beachfront property in a hundred years. I'm all about it. Speaking of. Um, beachfront property. Tropical new land frontier situation. We got. So much positive feedback about uh, La Brea coming up from our last episode. And by so much positive feedback, I mean out of like the 15 people who listened to our first episode, which honestly was a lot more than I thought we were going to get. So, Especially because we just released it and we did not do like a big fancy drop. And it was just for fun. For like No voiceover. Fun giggles. No music in the front. Right. Um, La Brea. Um I don't know if it's the fact that everyone also wants to hate watch the show um, or if they're like legitimately kind of interested in it. I'm going to say that I'm kind of interested in it now that I've talked to you about it. So who knows? So anyway, I thought it would be fun to look up things to know about La Brea prior to us watching it in September. Is this one of the two or three things that you looked up? Yeah, for this, content? Is what, this is what I looked up. Now, hold on. Because we're going to li- we're going to live comment. Are we live commenting or are we going to have a watch party? Are we going to have a live podcast watch party while it's playing? But we do have have a lot of people who would like to be guests on our show. Hey, like a long list. If people want to do a watch party of La Brea, smash that, that, smash uh, it, smash that review button. Say that you want to be here. Uh, make sure you make sure you give us five star reviews. Stop. Okay. Moving on. This is embarrassing. No, but, for real, if you guys are interested, hit us up. We'll do a live watch party of of the La Brea series premiere. 
and the next three episodes until it gets canceled. Okay, so um, first things first. This is from, I'll put it in the show notes, but this is from some article on cinemablend.com. And it mentions um, this is, it's like a version of, they are comparing it to like a, a ver- more modern day version of Land of the Lost, which I don't know if you've seen Land of the Lost. I remember seeing like clips of it growing up. Um, that actually kind of made sense to me. So I guess it kind of made it. You were saying last time that it was very much like Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I think is very similar to Land of the Lost. So you weren't too far off. I'll need to. I don't remember Land of the Lost, but I'll need to look it up. Okay. So this is. Let's read their summary of it to see if we get any more information. But they say. Uh, promising an epic adventure filled with mystery, intrigue, and otherworldly sights, NBC's La Brea will center around a mother and a father who are suddenly separated from one another when a massive sinkhole swallows hundreds of Los Angeles people. Okay, so this is interesting because that hundreds. means hundreds. So that means it's not just the staff working at the tar pits. No, this it was like... Hundreds of people. And then it said... This was like a slow Saturday at the tar pits. <laughs> it says swallows hundreds of uh, LA people buildings, and landmarks for the busy city. Now, hold on. I'm interested to know what that entails. I got two things. One, why aren't there any tourists? It said two, pe- Oh, I see what you're saying. Two, remember that big granite rock that we walked under? No. That was, oh, so yes. it was outside right. the museum. Yes. yes. I really hope that has gotten swallowed up. If anyone is listening that is an employee of the Tar Pits, sponsor us. <laughs> We're giving you yeah. great advertising. Hit us up. Tell us what that rock <laughs> is. I know it's a it's a thing. It's a art piece. Let us know what it is. Uh, leave it in a review or or uh, hit us up on on however you connect with us. Okay, so this paragraph may be my favorite paragraph. You ready? Yes. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Okay. In these bewildering surroundings, they are left with no choice but to band together if they want to survive. Meanwhile, the rest of the world wants to know what the hell happened. As such, <laughs> in order to be reunited, our central family must unlock secrets from this mysterious and inexplicable event. Sounds a bit like Lost by the Way of Terra Nova. That is what Cinema Blend do- did. We not just say they mixed Lost and, and Terra Nova. We are on the nose. We that's what we said last time. I'm so proud of us. Now here's oh, if anybody hears that, it's our back house guy. Are they having a party out there? Sounds like they're having a party. So if you hear some, you know, party, it it's, is ambiance. <laughs> Unfortunately, not us. We uh, it's not are us. not pulling up to get. I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but. But I got interrupted by all that partying. Lost Terra Nova. If you can't think of it in five seconds, we're going to move on. Lost Terra Nova. Five seconds. Okay. So it shows a picture of the cast that apparently is, um, I think this is the cast. It looks like there's, we just watched recently uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and Homecoming. But it looks like it has the actor who plays uh, the teacher in spider-man so yeah, I, that was yeah, like the one I like him. remember how we were talking about like there's nobody famous that yep. was like the one guy yep. i recognized from this picture yep I assuming like this okay so la brea is created by uh the writer slash producer david applebaum who i am um, no no but apparently he created the mentalist which i have never seen but i have heard very good things about now is that a show it's a show called the mentalist it, it won a few awards i think it only had one season though okay but then he all and this i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but he uh, is the writer producer of ncis new orleans 
so like mm. not NCIS, but NCIS New Orleans. So I'm New like, oh, I don't know if that's what I was expecting when I thought like walked, or maybe it's exactly what I was expecting when I saw the trailer for this show. Unclear. And then the pilot episode is directed by the same director of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So I don't, this is, I'm very confused by everyone involved in this project. You know what it sounds like to me? It mm. sounds like he wants to get an Emmy. So he was just trying to smash as many things together as he could to just get the best pilot ever to get his Emmy. So that way he could work towards his EGOT. <laughs> He's Tony man. Now he's gonna make Labray the musical and snap this. No, he's gonna make a wimpy kid musical. I I want to say I've heard that that is in the works. Don't quote probably, me on that. Probably. This is the last one, and this is my favorite one because I I love a good misleading headline. I think they like honestly sometimes they're so well written that I'm as as annoyed as I am that they misled me. I'm like impressed. And so this says La Brea is the most expensive TV production, but wait for it. Shot in Victoria, Australia <laughs> in over a decade. <laughs> so really, I don't really know if it's, that's even that special. I'm, I don't know. But apparently they spent a lot of money on it. So I, because it's La Brea, I really want, there's, there's a few different animals that I want to make an appearance. There's the dire wolf. The dire wolf literally has Wait, to be there stop did you say there's a few animals you want to make an appearance or what did you say what was the phrase animals oh they okay. need to make an appearance got in it the show. Okay. got it so there's the dire wolf got because it. they found hundreds of right. dire wolves so they're like a tar pit they uh, are the tar mascot pits. essentially yeah right yeah the la brea dire wolves right. is probably the high school mascot right or the la brea oh i hope there i hope some high schoolers fell into this pit we need yeah. some teen hormonal drama. Yeah. Let's okay, mash anyway, in some glee what, what? as well. <laughs> a uh, flash mob breaks out <laughs> in the Terra Nova land of yeah. La Brea. So then the other one is the short-faced bear. Short-faced bear needs to be there. How do you remember all of this stuff? I've got a picture on my Instagram with me and the short-faced bear. <laughs> or maybe it's just a picture of the short-faced bear. Why am I bear. not surprised? And then my favorite animal that needs to make an appearance the ground sloth. Oh, those Can, things are so big. I just, I want to see people walk up to a ground sloth or like look at it and be like, what is that? Didn't we see a ground sloth skeleton at the Houston uh, Natural Science Museum? Yes, that, we did. That thing is we did. Ma- Do they move as slowly as like a modern day sloth? Do we know that? They're massive. I'm sure that we do. I do not. In fact, I think it did tell us at the Houston Museum. I read that, but you guys had left. Yeah. (laughs) And here's the funniest part. Yes. Here's the funny part. They actually do that using their poop. Wait, I'm sorry. Do what? They they track how fast these ancient animals move based on their their fecal matter. Do you want to hear how? Yes, because that doesn't make sense to me. These animals, they're probably always on the move. So it eats, okay? Eats some food. Three days later, it poops. However far away that poop is, it has moved that far in three days. Okay, but that doesn't tell us like how now fast that, it is. Now that is based on that is based on like analogies to present day animals. And it I think we're talking specifically ground sloths because they they move so slow 
that they just have to keep moving pretty much all the time. If they're going somewhere, they go until they stop. And so it eats and then it starts working on digestion and it just keeps going. It doesn't stop to Which poop. Which just seems very different to me. And I, granted, we don't have any ground sloths alive now to my knowledge. But the sloth I'm thinking of is a tree sloth. And those things just sit up in that tree for God knows how long. Yeah. I've never seen one try to go anywhere. Yeah. I watched something on the television <clears> once <throat> about during mating season, they'll they'll make some pretty big trucks and they'll go pretty fast. <laughs> but you, know, but you just need the proper motivation here's, sometimes. Here's my big thing with the ground sloth. Mm-hmm. I want it to make an appearance. I really want it to be there. I want it to be like vicious as all I'm, get out. I'm going to be very, very upset if it moves at all fast. <laughs> Like if, if it is not tracking with the same, like if, it, if you go to track, are we tracking its poops in the, while we watching you, the show? No, no. Do you remember Zootopia? Yes. The DMV. Yes. The with sloth. all the sloths. Right. If that, if this ground sloth moves faster than those ground sloths, you'll be happy. No, I'm. Well, how's it supposed to get anywhere in three days if it doesn't move faster? If than it them? moves faster than them, I am canceling the Canc- watch party. Okay, you uh, are setting a very unrealistically high. I'm gonna just you better <laughs> you better just prepare for disappointment on that one. There may not even be a ground sloth, which brings me to my next question before we move on to our next topic. Do you think that they are going to like? It's going to be. Like, are they going to be defending themselves more against the animals in the show or more against, like, the other people in the show? Like, you know, like, what is the actual threat? Is this going to be, like, what was that? Show? Oh, The 100. Remember we watched a couple seasons yep. of The 100? Yep. I feel like that's kind of going to be similar. Except hopefully less hormonal teen drama. Yeah. I just want a little sprinkled in. I don't want it to be the whole thing. I think what I'm expecting is something more akin to the walking dead where the first season, (laughs) did you see the trailer? That's not what you're getting. (laughs) No, I mean like the first season is them figuring out what survival is. Got it. With a little bit of a back and forth with people. But then if they make it to a second season, then it's going to be figuring out how to live in this, in this new world with this, massive hole meanwhile their family up top is trying to figure out how to get them out of the sinkhole yeah they're gonna have to be like oh it was the blip the blip the sinkhole okay we're gonna are we done are you, are you done with la brea i don't even know why we're still talking about la brea it, this it's, is it, to your that is sad that is gonna like la brea is getting a lot of hype from the batiers and i do love a good hate watch though. okay so so let's do over under on eight shows do you think it's going to be over that or under that i think it will make at least like a semester like a half season like they'll have a mid-season finale because most if they typically if you get like greenlit for a pilot you have filmed at least the first half of a season so i think it will will make it till the end of the year for sure okay yeah i would say it'll make it to that half year mid-season finale and that's the end so you're so you're agreeing with me <laughs> yeah i guess i'm going under on full season yes it we will not agree. make a full season though i do think that there's a chance that it does because some people just like bad tv and who knows it may it may like blow us out of the water yeah, maybe i mean i'm telling you like 
if it's anything if it's a combination between lost and terra nova like this could be my new favorite tv show and i think think that's why i'm giving it so much time yep and i think a lot of these shows we end up watching a lot of like the colony that's another one that got Mm -hmm. canceled that one with that uh It was the one with that that one actor. He came back home. There was a nuclear war. What? A nuclear war? Yeah, there were like nukes that went off. And he came back home and was like... Oh, 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 uh, uh, Jericho. Jericho. Right, that's an old one. That's another one that's kind of like this, like... If they had another season, we would have watched it. Right. I, I will say this. I know that, and I, I think they're trying to get ahead of the game on this one, but a lot of the shows that end up getting canceled are actually really popular, but the like the demographic that watches them streams them or does not watch them live. And because ratings are all done by like the Nielsen ratings, they only monitor people who are watching that stuff live on television and like, if, for example, our demographic, like our age group, m- does not do that. It's typically like an older. Are you playing with the volume right now? Yeah, well, <clears throat> you moved away from the mic. Sorry, sorry. I'll see. Now I'm thinking, like, do I turn it up? But if I turn I would it just up keep now, it. I'll just make sure I save it here. I'm going to turn it back down. But yeah, so the ratings, so like, because uh, Jericho actually had really good ratings, from my understanding. But, um, but bec- well, that's not a good, anyway. A lot of these modern day shows are really popular, but they're not being watched at the time where they're at, where it counts. Mm, and so they get canceled yeah. because of that, because commercials and yeah. money. You need to be able to sell commercials. Right. Um, okay. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Um, this is, um, this came out a long time ago. I don't have the exact year, but, um, a few, at least a few years back, the New York Times came out with a list of 36. I'll just read it. So the New York Times lists 36 questions you can ask someone if you want to fall in love or make your love even stronger. Hmm. Uh, and this is I found the website that it's the 36 questions. Good. So we're going to check it out. Let's I've and, and truthfully, stronger. like I knew this was a thing, like I knew this was a trend a couple of years ago, but I never actually knew and what the questions were. Did not want to do it with anybody. I just thought it was like, dumb. Well, no, I'm we not were not going to force this love. <laughs> no, we were married at the time. I, which is probably why I didn't look into it because it's like whatever. You were saving it for the podcast. I just knew that one day we would have a but podcast, and by podcast, I say that with quotations around it because again, this is really for us. This is just, <laughs> <laughs> this is just really because we're bored. <laughs> yeah, sorry, fans. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to click start. And how it goes is, uh, it says... Uh, You've moved r- away and now you're... Am I? Oh, sorry. Now that's, oh, that's not my fault. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. We'll have to... F- we'll figure that out. Okay. So uh, it says, read one question aloud to your partner. Then, oh, then both of you answer. Then swap rules for the next question. That's... I, I can just read them. Now we don't have to keep So passing. we all answer? We all... By all, we, we both answer. Yeah. That's what I said. Right. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Alive. And we're going to do like rapid fire in the sense of like you don't get like yeah. 15 minutes to ponder. There are 36 questions. We've already been talking about La Brea for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, That's terrible. La Brea needs we'll to cut pay it, us. We'll cut it all out and edit it. It will be gone. It will be like a dream. Wait, so. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Who's alive? 
or it anybody. says if you could invite i mean you're again you're thinking too hard about it but it also doesn't say why you don't have to tell me why you just have to tell me if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner who would it be It's a hard question. I'm going to invite Steve Ranella, but I'm going to make him cook. <laughs> That's an interesting way to think about it. I didn't think about that. And then he's going to talk to us about what he made us. Right, right, right. And then we're going to talk about hunting and living off the land and, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, I So, truthfully, when I was earlier today, when I was trying you to make sure this, this yeah, when I was trying to make sure this website worked, I saw this question, and I've literally had all day to think about it, and I still have no idea how I would answer this question. I was going to think of, like, hmm, like, what's, like, a really, like, thoughtful, like, I'd love to invite, like, a major faith leader from another country just to hear their perspective, because since we were in, like, American Christianity, like, I really am fascinated by yep. Christianity in other yep. countries. Uh, but that's also a lame answer. I mean, it's a good answer, but um, so I, I truthfully don't know. But I, I Is would that love to be your answer to all. I, I'm going to say I would also love Steve Ranella to come cook for us. Hey, Steve, if you end up listening <laughs> to this podcast, <laughs> you've there got you go. a open invitation for dinner. Right. OK, next. Anybody who knows Steve, who who wants to tell him, you guys can tell him as well. Question number two. Would you like to be famous if so, in what way? Um, absolutely. Really? And why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's for us. <laughs> I would say, no, I don't want to be famous, but I definitely want to change the world. As Ooh, in, okay. I want to bring renewable energy to everybody, mm. especially the people who don't have access to it right now. Mm. That's good. What about you? Um, I this is kind of an interesting question. I because I, I had the option of being famous as a young child who modeled and did commercials and stuff. I joke about that, but um, I I don't I do not want to be famous. Like the idea of being famous um, does not sound like I like having privacy and I like having like a quote unquote normal life. But I also like know that I crave to be like respected at a large level if that makes sense and I don't know if that's like a people pleaser thing because I'm for sure a people pleaser but I like <clears throat> I have a lot I like to think that I have a lot of smart things to say and I really enjoy when people listen to me <laughs> so I don't want to be famous but I like I want people to like think highly of me which is I feel yeah, like that's even yeah. worse I, I don't know you. I don't like I don't like that I'm saying that but that's the honest truth I will say when I get negative feedback on anything on social media I'm pretty upset about it. Are you really? I mean, kind of. You're not maybe on not social like, media a lot. Maybe not pretty upset about it. Well, LinkedIn is a social media. Oh, but you're pretty popular Did on you LinkedIn. Know? You're like an influencer. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll toot my own horn here a little bit. My my um I made a video that showed coffee cooling and how that cooling actually lowers the level of the coffee. Big old thing about thermodynamics, volume. I watched you film the video. Lots of stuff. You watched. Well, you I didn't was watch, impressed. I didn't film it. It was a time lapse. Right. But I so I guess yeah, I filmed it. But there are a few negative comments, like kind of like, oh well, you know, you didn't take this into account, and you didn't take this into account. I was like, guys, these people have way too much time on their like, hands. 
it's an analogy. Right. All analogies fall apart. Wasn't That's why they're analogies. Wasn't it supposed to be like a simple analogy to like make it easily understood by someone who doesn't necessarily have the same knowledge as you? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, then they can, they're tools. Because yeah. I, I, as someone who doesn't have a science background, I appreciated it. I was going to say, thank you for that. Thank You're you. You're so welcome. I was going to say there, I did have something like 14,000 views. <laughs> but there's two comments. 210 impressions. So I was, I was pretty pleased with it. But those comments, man, hmm. even with that, those comments, they, they just get to you. No, I think that's true. I mean, I, I struggle sometimes with what I post because I, but it's more of like, I don't like offending people. Which again is that people pleasing thing. So like I'm very overly conscious about what I post to the point where I will like delete something within like a matter of like t- minutes if I like overanalyze it mm. and think about it too much. Anywho, question three. Okay, question three. Okay, um, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say, and if so, why? Yes, absolutely. Every phone call, or just like certain phone calls. Not every phone call. If it's a business call. I usually do. I actually got to the point. So while I was in doing planning my field campaigns for my PhD, I would call. I felt like I was cold calling as a salesman. I would make like there's okay, a list of sense. the 40 largest mines, the ones that spent the most money in Alaska. And I would call every single one of those companies to try and get access to some of their data. So I like, I rehearsed and got my my little spiel down so that I could always like an elevator pitch of sorts. Yeah, yeah. But do you rehearse like phone calls to like friends or family? No, absolutely not. That's what's funny because I do. <laughs> okay. But I think it's funny because I uh, I'm I'm chatty and I'm an extrovert, but depending on like the situation, I'm not good at small talk. So like for like if I'm at like a net- networking event, I can like small talk all day long because I'm pulling off of things like around us and within the environment and so it's like I can do that well but if I'm having like a phone call with a friend I have no idea what to talk about because I can't I anyway so I I typically like plan to have like three ish topics to discuss within the phone call to give me like some sort of like rubric to follow which is kind of I I blame homeschooling that's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the antisocialist left over from homeschooling. Yeah, but I guess I typically don't just call somebody to call them. I'm a girl. We do that. We tend to have phone calls. I don't do that. That's probably why you and I never really had any phone. We only talked on the phone when you were out of town. Yep. On your like internships and it's stuff. It's the only time we talk on the phone now. Right. We <laughs> we never talk on the phone. Okay. Um, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Skip. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go first. A perfect day for me would be uh, getting a good night's sleep and waking up early. I know that sounds strange, but I love being up early and like not tired. Like I love getting up before anyone else is awake as long as I'm not exhausted and tired. Having a nice cup of iced coffee and then uh, I don't really, it doesn't need to be a play by play, but boba tea has to be involved. Mm. Doing something like outside or like fun and new and like not cooped up in the house has to be involved and like you and Jake have to be there obviously mm. Mm. and then we would have a fun meal and go it's kind mm. of boring but that's really a perfect day for me same <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would say perfect day would be waking up early 
get my Bible study in, then drinking a nice latte. Mm. Then I, to, to interject, it I, it has been quite a while that I was able to like sit and like enjoy a beverage. Yeah, so that makes sense, and that may just be like because we're parents now, like that doesn't exist in our world. Yep. But yeah, just to be able to sit and enjoy something that I've ordered would be yep. lovely. Yep. And then definitely doing something outside. Right, right. Probably like doing a little hiking, maybe a little fishing. Okay, Thinking fishing, that, you lost me there. but I think, well, okay, hiking. Maybe hey, this is some, your perfect day. You can fish. Well, doing something outside that also brings home some type of bounty that we get to enjoy later. Got it, got it. Whether that's fishing, whether that's dewberries, whether that's blueberries. Well, let me interject here. My perfect day would also include me not doing any dishes or cooking. Ooh, that's good. At all. I do not that's want good. it. Like someone needs to be doing that for me. Yeah, I think, I think on that point, my perfect day would somewhere include a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> so and... It would also probably include pizza. I'm down. I'm down for that. You want to move on to number five? Yeah, we need to move on. Okay, when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? This is such a weird question. Did that happen today? Did you sing to somebody or yourself? Did I not sing to you at all today? Do you, no. Wait, why would you be singing? You've never sung. I mean, wait, no. Did you sing to me today? Are I'm we talking flashbacks. about like, are we talking about like sing talk or are we talking about an actual song? You're overthinking question number five. Because I sang to you the last time we did this podcast. Right. Which I was said last a week. whole new world. That honestly, Joe, that was the best you've ever sung. I'm so proud of you. It's for you. Wow. Oh, God, the question number five, Man, we're already back in love. These again. questions. Um, I would say that, uh, it's been a while. I used to sing to myself in the car, um, going, uh, to and from each property when I was working a lot, like every time, but now I don't really do it anymore. I sing to Jake like at bedtime, but other than that, I don't do it anymore, which is sad because singing is a de-stressor for me. And that's probably why I've been so stressed. Cause you can't sing. I can't sing. Number six, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Obviously the body. Really? I was going to say mind. But my mind's going to be fresh and spry at that age. This is going to be weird if I have the mind of a 30-year-old at 90 and you have a, the body of a 30-year-old. <laughs> And people just, are going to make some awkward comments about us. I just, when I hear that question, the thing that I think when you say the mind, I think of the the wisdom. So oh, you okay, stop okay. gaining wisdom at the age of 30. And this is what they say. This is where that, that phrase comes from. Uh what is it like strength is wasted on the youth or something like that? Or I know I, I, yeah, that's I don't remember the, the phrase. phrases, right? No, I see what you're saying. Cause how I thought about it, cause you're right. If you're talking about wisdom, I would want, I, I, 
you want to I be. I always want to be gaining more wisdom. Right. What I thought about it was like, hey, like you're not for forgetful or yeah, I'm thinking like dementia, Alzheimer's, like a slowing of the mind with age. And I'd like to be spry and be able to like ponder life's greatest ponders, well, <laughs> for lack of a better term. You know what? <clears throat> Plus, I don't really put a lot in our bodies. So You just need to play some brain games. That's it. Okay. So we'll with both have. that brainosity. We'll both have 30-year-old bodies. This podcast bodies. is not sponsored by Brainosity, that one random app that helps you keep your brain fresh. <laughs> uh, question number seven is strange. It's, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? And we got to start going through these fights. Secret hunch, secret hunch. Mm, um, no, because if you ask me on in any given day, I I think I have some sort of ailment hunch. that's different. Yeah, it's probably cancer. I mean, statistically, that's probably statistically true. we're gonna die of cancer. Right? Okay, we've it's decided. Not a secret hunch. Hey, it's science. When we get cancer, like years from now, we can come back to this podcast and be like, "Oh, like guys, we we've knew. got cancer. We knew." Okay, eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Well, let me just say, um, our humor, our dosh, garnet, dosh garnet, gosh darn it, good looks, and our uh, intelligence. That was me being haughty but haughty <laughs> i was gonna say jesus okay true we've got jesus in we common. do yes uh jake we've got jake <laughs> <laughs> and the last one tacos okay uh. <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a lot no, we great. have in common. We don't have time to. We don't. Number nine. About it. For for what in your life do you feel most grateful? My family. <laughs> Did that sound like in pain, or was it it's like I'm? That sounded more like in pain. I don't know. I think, well, besides Jesus, I would have to say. Just the whole process of coming to Dallas, meeting you starting a family and just where we're at. Right. That was sweet, babe. Number 10, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? I, um, I mean, none of us have perfect chocolates, but I really appreciate how I was raised. Like there were some things that, that I don't necessarily believe anymore, but at the same time, I'm thankful that I was raised in the way that I did. I think my parents did a good job. Yep. Yep. My parents did a good job. There's a few things that well I've always like been kind of jealous of people who did Boy Scouts <laughs> but not you anymore would be the perfect Boy Scout but though. like now I'm like why why would that even like why did I even care like I don't and this is what's funny like and I think it's funny they brought it up I think that you would appreciate all like the wilderness stuff of the Boy, Boy Scouts but you're not as this I say this in the most loving way towards Boy Scouts because I know quite a few Eagle Scouts. You're not quite uptight like that, if that makes sense. Mm, You're a little bit yeah. more like rogue. Yeah. And the thing, I started changing the sentiment towards the end of college. I I knew an Eagle Scout. We go way back. Aaron, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> shout out to you. You shout out far too many people. I do, podcast. I do. It's far too many. But... Like some of the Eagle Scout projects, I think are dumb. Honestly, not that impressive. Okay. 
and it's like that's a hot take. You're gonna go. You're gonna go help paint somebody's house. Like uh, they appreciate see, I don't know that. that much about Boy Scouts. They appreciate that. I'm sure. But what does that do to really like? I, I guess I don't even know what that Eagle Scout project is supposed to do. What is the purpose of Boy Scouts? Because I know like Girl Scouts is like entrepreneurial. On oh, I can never say that word. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what you don't the know the purpose is. of Boy Scouts? Oh, okay. No. I'm no. gonna skip number eleven. No, what is it? It says take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. In four minutes? Yeah, we're skipping. If you could wake up, this is twelve. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, I would want to gain like this, for lack of a better term, serenity. Like just chuck, chunk out, chuck out my anxiety. It is just. You just need to start a daily doing, struggle. You just need to start doing serenity now that they did on Seinfeld. We'll find the episode. You'll watch it, and you'll be like, you know what? That's what I need. I serenity hate Seinfeld now. though. No, this this is gonna change okay. your life. What's one quality that you would want? Mm, communication. <laughs> I, <laughs> as your wife, I'd be very appreciative of that. That'd be great. <clears throat> okay, 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Absolutely nothing. As much as I worry about the future, I do not want to know. Because then I would just worry about it even more. I want to be surprised. I do not want to know my future. I wouldn't want to know anything about myself. I would ask it like... Should you get out of geothermal? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't ask it that. No, that that's an obvious, absolutely not. Geothermal's the future. But I'd ask it like one of those questions like, when are we going to be net zero carbon? Oh, okay. Or when are... Based on that climate report, never. Or I'm going to be like, hey, so when are all the ice caps going to melt? Where should I buy that? Why are all your that? questions climate Where should related? I buy that beachfront property? <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that you can't be like, hey, what's the next stock I need to pick? Cause well, like, a, yeah, that's an, like that's not gonna. That's happen. a waste. Seems like a waste of an it's answer. It's not gonna give you that answer. Right. Crystal balls, they can't do that. Number fourteen. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? There's a lot of trips that I right, like to right. do. Right, right. Because we were just and talking last time. How I, I want to go to the Olympics, like as yeah. a spectator. Oh, speaking of that, they are in L.A. in 2028. Stop. Let's go. Okay, you heard Can it first. Can we book our hotel like now, this far in advance? No. Darn it. No, usually it's at most like 18 Wait, months wasn't out. Wait, wasn't it in LA like... In the 80s? 84, I think. I guess I'll just use it anyway. Okay, cool. But, That's our next trip. I'm excited. Wow, well, no, bucket list, gonna, bucket list. We're going to do a trip before Okay, but like this is like a bucket list thing. I'm excited. Yeah, so there's a lot of different trips that I'd like to do. Maybe we should make this bucket list where does the term bucket list come from when you kick the bucket or oh, something I, <laughs> something about death i literally was just like is there a like a piece of paper in a bucket that's it's it's that's you know what I've i apologize for that we talk a lot about death on this podcast and by this podcast you mean like the this past hour no when did we talk about death last time when we were talking about the 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 musical thing 
I was saying like if you end up dying, right, then Jake and I are moving to Alaska. Right. Do you want to move on to number fifteen? Yeah, because we're already at fifty minutes. I know. I'm gonna have to. You're taking too long on these questions. You're taking too long. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Marrying you. Stop. I was gonna say Jake. I mean, because I feel like I didn't, I didn't, did I accomplish anything by marrying you? You married a climate scientist. <laughs> oh, so now you're a climate scientist. <laughs> 16, what do you value most in friendship? Endurance. I feel like I grew up not having a lot of long-term friends, and so I always have this fear that, like, friends are going to, like, up and leave me. And so it's nice to know that friends are, like, going to stick it out. Yeah. I think I would have to go with, similar hobbies or like being able to be there and have fun right yeah because that's something that i've never really had right anybody out there listening i'm still looking for a hunting partner oh my gosh five years in let's um have i told you this so you know bumble right the dating app yes and i'm pretty sure it's bumble but they have a um a friend part yes you know i've looked at all sorts of those you've looked into this not Bumble, no. But there have been other times where people on like the Meat Eater podcast starts talking about this this app, and I think it's like Hook and Fin or something. I know, that's a terrible name. I know it's a weird name. But then I like join what's basically a outdoors hunting and fishing social media app, and literally can't connect with anybody. Get rid of it after a month, and I'm like. And then the idea of like going out hunting with somebody who's really is completely random, like that's not exactly something I'd want to do. Well, you have to build a friendship with this person. Yeah. You got to put in the hard work. Probably better to start fishing okay. first. We're going to going... skip 17. What? What is it? What is your yep. most treasured memory? 18 is what is your most terrible memory? 19 is, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, so it's not our fault. This whole thing is about death. Would you change anything about the way you are living now? Why? Can we still buy life insurance <laughs> if we already know we're going to die? Cause Probably not. So we're, we should, that's just a nice little reminder that we need to buy hey, life insurance. Hey, anybody out there, you Will need you to buy life insurance. stop calling out into the void? <laughs> it's not the void. It's our listeners. Okay. Well, there are... are uh, 12 closest friends at this and moment. Life so you can just text guys. them. <laughs> We're skipping 20. What does friendship no, mean to you? What does friendship mean to what's you? What's 20? That was what it was. What does friendship mean oh, to you? Okay. okay. 21. Friendship means to Joe, fishing and hunting partner. 21. <laughs> what roles do love and affection play in your life? <clears throat> I don't, I'm going to say, I don't understand how these questions make people fall in love. Yeah. It's just literally, there's just like, do people not know how to have deep meaning feel conversations anymore? Is that like the problem? So this just helps facilitate a deep and meaningful conversation? Maybe it is. This is why people aren't getting married. 22, alternate alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five. We won't share a total of five. You can share one positive characteristic of me and I will do the same for you. (laughs) What? 
This is actually really difficult to do like on the spot. Like the first thing that came to you my mind. You can't think of a positive no, characteristic no. about me the on the spot. The first thing that came to my mind is you're a great mom. Aww. But is that really what we're talking about here? Like, is that a positive characteristic? Yeah, that's really sweet. And I love that that's like the first thing that you thought of. That means a lot to me since that's what literally what I do all day. So thanks. That's perfect. You're great at it. Uh, thanks. I you was can't think of something? No, I thought of something <laughs> immediately. Um, you're very patient, mm. which is one of the things I, one of the many things I love about you. You're just an mm. extremely patient person, which when I'm like going off the rails, you're just like very patient and stoic, which is appreciate, appreciated. Well, thanks. Number 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel... And we're going to move on. <laughs> 24. How do you feel about... Your, and we're moving on. No, what was that How one? do you feel about your relationship with your mother? 25. That just... These are... Those, those, that's a whole podcast. How, I guess... Like what everyone's relationship with their parents are. Yeah, I feel like these questions are basically... These are just meaningful conversation the, questions. The point is that people don't talk about this. They get on Tinder, they swipe left or right or and whatever it up. means. They hook up. They realize they like hooking up. Next thing you know, <laughs> that's, six, that's, seven, only, that's only how they figure six, out. seven months later, they get married. And it's like, wait, you have no, parents? No, 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 no. They <laughs> Six, seven months later, they get bored of hooking up and realize that they didn't have anything in common to begin with other than the Ooh. hooking up. And then they never get then married they in the first place. Then they go through their 36 questions. Right. And then they fall in love. Right. Okay, this is a weird question that I'm just going to read out to you. But, Which one uh, is this? 26, 27? 25. Make three we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. Dot, I'm going to skip it. We are both podcasting right now. We love each other. 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share hunting and fishing. That was your answer could be, right? Okay. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have people I share things with. You you share everything with everyone. That's true. I'm an oversharer. At, you at least share everything with me. <laughs> My sweet, patient husband. 27. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for... What? Skip. We're our, we are close friends. We are close friends. The best of friends. 28, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you just met. Okay, well, you know, we're we're almost seven years in. I'll be honest with you this (laughs) time. (laughs) Do we need to stare into each other's eyes for this one? No, I was going to make one of those jokes. Would somebody say, I like your lips? Is that a joke? That's Larry the Cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) he loves his lips 29 share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life we're so close to the end embarrassing moment embarrassing moment you got one my embarrassing moments in my life aren't in like aren't what like the average human being would call embarrassing is my problem i just am easily embarrassed let's hear it like, I remember in uh, middle school at, like, our youth group at church, one of, like, there was, and this, I grew up at this church, so, like, we, all of us kids knew each other, and, like, there were people upstairs doing a skit or something, or I was on stage, sorry, doing a skit or whatever, and we had to, like, get people 
to come up on stage with us. I, I very much don't even remember the context of this, but I remember jumping out and uh, off stage, which was not a thing that they were going to have us do and like running after this guy that I grew up with to pull him. I didn't like him or anything, but like pull him up on stage again. I don't remember the context for this, but I just remember being so embarrassed that I did that and was like, I'm so stupid. Why did they do that? And again, I don't remember the context. He probably doesn't remember this at all. But like I, like when I, <clears throat> when I read that question, that was the first memory that popped into my head. Very mm. strange. I don't know why it stuck with me so much. Sounds like you're traumatized by it. I am an easily traumatized person. Let's see. Something I'm embarrassed If you can't by. think of it in three seconds, we got to move I, on. Yeah, we're going to need to move on. Okay. Yeah, you're not easily embarrassed, I don't think. Yeah, not really. No. We compliment each other. 30. When did you last cry in front of another person? Um, that would be yesterday, I believe. I believe I cried in front of you yesterday. Did you cry yesterday? Yesterday or the day before, probably. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's when was see. the last time you cried? In front, it would it would be in front of me. It would have been in front of you, right? Actually, it was probably Jake. I, like I didn't cry in front of Jake. When did you cry? When he was born? When we took him home. You cried. Remember, oh, we're, we like, couldn't figure out why he was crying. He and was you crying, and I broke and it down. Was like the second night, we I had not sleep. We both broke down. Yeah. He was there. We were all crying. It was a big old cry Aww, fest. That's a, such a sweet moment. But yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know if I've cried since then. Not yeah. like. No, like, you haven't. You've I like get, teared up like at a movie. I'll get like choked up at right. some movies. Right. But not. I get to the point where I'm like laughing hysterically when like something good is happening in a movie. Mm -hmm. But like I'm not crying about it. So that would be that. The last <laughs> real cry was Jake. Do you feel like these questions have been repetitive? I don't think they're repetitive. I think they are asking different angles of the same question. What is an emotional experience right. that you have not shared with your They're partner? trying to get people to like emotionally connect. They're trying to get people to talk about emotions. Right. Because this is number 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already, which I feel like we've already done that. We did talk about a things. lot, but I right? think the first one was like a quality. No, the first one was talking about like body. It was like, tell your partner something you like about them that you wouldn't tell a stranger. Like you don't walk up to a stranger and be like, Hey cutie. If you do like that's creepy. Welcome to the life of women who get cackled I know. all the time. It's creepy. It it's is. rude. It is. But I think that was the point of the first question. The point of this next question. Which I've just skipped. Yeah, is to tell you about something else you like about them. Right, right, right. Um, 32, I'm excited about this one. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Ooh. I have a bad answer for this because I have a very dark sense of humor. Okay, let's And I think it. like among like a good group of friends, like nothing is off topic. But then at the same time, like I will, like if like a famous comedian says something, I'm like, well, gosh, that's like rude. So oh. it's I it appears to me as I answer this question in my head that I have uh, higher expectations and standards for other people <laughs> than myself, <laughs> which is making me question Could a lot true. of things. Could be true. Wait. 
Wait, so what was it? What? The thing that is too well, serious Well, I mean, like, I think about. that some was, like, obviously, like, rape. I don't think that rape is funny. Yeah. But I do remember a time where I think I was either in, like, I don't know, back, in, like, in theater in high school or in college or whatever. Like, you know, rape was a, a part of a joke, you know? But now I'm, like, I think just when you get older and you realize what what you were joking about what these things are right yeah. or you have friends who've experienced those things they're no you recognize why it's not funny to begin with but as like a kid you don't know you don't have any concept of any of that stuff or what it yeah. actually entails so you think everything is funny like helen keller jokes right like it's just yeah. like not it's not that funny <clears throat> you're in that weird stage of life where like the mo the more outlandish you can be the funnier so it's more shock value than anything did you guys did you guys ever play the penis game <laughs> Does one have to have a penis to play the penis game? No. Do you just yell penis in random public spaces? No, you like would start like in class and like slowly get louder and louder. Right. I I I did not partake, but I my friends did. Yeah. Like I didn't me, like saying the p word. Uh it's just an anatomy part. Well, I know now, but back then I was like that was off limits yeah. for me. Yeah. So I think I think like something like that is that's the kind of like slapstick humor that that you have as an adolescent person but it but you like try and push that further and further where you end up with things like right. rape jokes right. where you end up with like dead baby jokes we end up with Well, and I'm wondering we're going to go off the rails here, but I'm wondering if that's what we're seeing in culture right now is that like it's like a, a whiplash effect of right. those jokes. It's that well not just those jokes, just that like mentality of like oh like let's push the envelope, let's be avant-garde, let's like do all this stuff and then recognizing that like hey like <clears throat> there's consequences to actions and there's consequences consequences to our words as well. And so now we're having like an overcorrection of being politically correct mm. to like make up for it, which honestly, like I'm not mad about a lot of the political correct stuff. Like I think a lot of it's very necessary, but of course, like when you do an overcorrection, some things are going to get tossed in there that don't necessarily need to be included, but. And typically the term overcorrection is not a good thing. You just want like a normal correction. Right. But not an overcorrection. I, I would venture to say that. I would love to see, ask a historian if there's ever been a historical example of something other than an overcorrection. Like, I don't think anyone corrects anything correctly in history, if you think about it. Anyway, you want to move on? We're yes. so close to the end. Move on. 33, if you were to die, die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them that? I have no regrets. You don't know the pin to my Coinbase account? Oh, fudge. It's okay. It doesn't have that We much. need to write this down. <laughs> I need to know all this stuff. Then. But really, how much money is that that I would not see? It's not that much. Right. It's but it, it would be helpful in lieu of that life insurance policy <laughs> we haven't signed up for yet. Yeah. Number 34, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be? I feel like this will end poorly, though, if you've seen This Is Us. Now, hold on. 
Since we don't have animals, does that mean we get an extra item? No, no. <laughs> you have to safely make a final dash. To, oh, I know what I would say, but what would you say? I have no idea. Really? Because you're such like a, and this is not me poking fun of you, but you're a very materialistic person. Like You like your things. Yeah, but... All of that can be replaced. Because it's all from the trash. Realistically, <laughs> like if the house burns down, well, maybe not. But insurance? I would think like, yeah, insurance, we all get, we get all new stuff. Right. So you, since it's from the trash, you would yeah. want them to burn so that we would get new things. <laughs> like, I'm going to get a bunch of new right. stuff. I was going to say my wedding rings and an engagement ring. Because mm, mm. that's See, non-replaceable. Yeah. Like, well, it is. We can replace it. Okay, well, you have to go and go dig up the stone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to tell that story sometime on the show. But to answer that question, I think I would go, my first thought was like a hard drive because that's where all of my pictures are, including backups of our wedding and engagement oh, photos. So see, I, I put would, that all up on Facebook in case something like this happens so that they will be up on Facebook. Yeah, but that's low quality. I want I want full raw, got it. I want okay. Full high got resolution it. images. Got it. So but that is it's funny that you bring that up because that's like one of my favorite things about like post apocalyptic, um, like movies and stuff. We don't have any of it. No one will have pictures. That's like why would you bring those things with you? Like which is sad because like we we cherish photos so much remember, like as a society. But remember when wallets came with like a little thing that would hold like six pictures and people would actually. Oh, like I a little remember, fold, fold up thing? I remember still in undergrad and my first semester at SMU, somebody actually pulled out their wallet at a conference and was showing pictures oh, of their, their family, family <gasps> to somebody. Oh my gosh, when we get old, can we do that? Just like how? I mean, we could do it now. I mean, I don't have a. They don't have. They've but never really the had that yeah. in lady wallets. And I don't know if you could find a wallet that has a little picture oh, insert anymore. Oh, because it is on all their phones. We could find one at an estate sale or something, I'm all sure. Right. That's our new goal. New goal. Find okay. a picture insert wallet thing. Okay, number 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing? I don't understand why the word disturbing is in that question. <laughs> most saddening, maybe? I think if like Jake or like Peter, like the, one of the kids died, that, that would, would be disturbing. I Again, disturbing like... What? How is this... Like, hold on. Was he, how is this question supposed to make you fall in love with somebody? This the, Again. This is very morbid questions. Again, feelings. Right. But if... I would say that would be one of the hardest. What? A kid? Yeah. Like, disturbing like... I could see if he, like... Right. Broke his neck and got stuck in jungle gym equipment. Like, that oh, would God. be disturbing. <laughs> or if, like... We found out he, yeah, like that would be disturbing, but like just generally right. sad. Right. I will say this: if Haley, like if Haley dies sooner than me and before me, as a, as a twin, like that it would be disturbing. But that's something that's hard but to explain. Aren't you gonna say I told you so? Because she's left-handed and she's younger than me. So there you go. Are you ready for the final question, which we probably won't do because it's pretty long. All right, read it out. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. What does that even mean? I don't know. 
I don't think any of these questions are working. Okay, here's a... What what do you mean they're not working? Hey, I love you the same as I did. I'm so much in love with you Was it because of these (laughs) questions? I was... so much in love with you now i'm so 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 much in love with okay you. well get ready because this is are you ready for this one wait this is still no this is like the little end thing it says congratulations you've answered all the questions now for the hard part in order to solidify your love you have to look into your partner's eyes for four minutes in silence it's hard and you'll squirm but you'll learn an incredible amount good luck well, everybody, now we're going to sit here for four <laughs> minutes of silence <laughs> no. while Allie and I no. stare into each other's eyes. No. It won't be longingly. It'll be squirmingly. Um, Overall, um, again, like I don't think there's any power in these questions, but I think I think our culture has just really lost the ability to converse for like a better term and I, I mean I know that like technology is like the easy blame but I, I do think it's made it more difficult for us to remember that commercial we saw the other day yes are you thinking about the little robot guy yeah wow I think this we're well, gonna have to questions. explain so commercial. so we saw a commercial the other day it was this robot talking to this little child and we we're like oh that's so cute it's a robot who who can like talk to children who maybe are just like they have they have we thought that it was like an autistic child or someone who was on the autistic spectrum and it was teaching them like social skills spoiler alert it was like for normal children to like teach them how to like function in society because the parents, parents didn't want to <laughs> parents who now have kids Too much from to zero do. to five years old they didn't learn social skills so because oh, is that what it was saying I oh, thought no, it was that's just what like, I'm saying. Oh, I thought it was like the parents so had, because, had better things to do. Because parents these days don't know how to teach social skills to their children and probably have better things to do than, you know, hang out with their children. They would instead buy a robot to then send their child on missions to It was a pretty cute robot. Make friends. I think it was funny because it was it sounded like it was gamifying life making friendships and learning how to write thank you cards and all of these social skills yeah and like helping set the table right yeah like basic chores social skills that that i feel like you are supposed to just learn well i don't know where that comes from because like i've noticed and this isn't i mean i'm not trying to like say i'm awesome uh, which i am but I have always found it very easy to converse with people I don't know. And I don't know if that's because of how I was raised or if it's just a personality trait because I am an extrovert. But I have noticed a lot more as an adult um, that that is not a skill that a lot of people have. Yep. And I don't know if that's like an, I guess like an insecurity issue or if that's just like a, I don't know what that is. But I've just, especially like, and I don't know if this is a girl thing, but like if I go to like a, <clears throat> like a baby shower where I don't know most of the people or like like a women's church event or something like that. Where it is like painful trying to get a lot of these women to just like have like a very normal conversation. Uh, and I have no idea why. I don't know where that's, I don't, I don't know. It drives me crazy. And I'm sure, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm sure maybe I'm doing something wrong or 
whatever. But I've it's been very obvious to me as an adult, especially with women, that um, women don't don't know what to talk about. And I don't know if that's again, I don't know if it's a gender thing or if it's just a dim, like our age group thing growing up with technology and all that stuff. Yeah. Because like your social events that you go to are all networking events, so everybody's talking because that's the point. Yeah, yeah, but I am also an introvert, so it's actually really difficult for me at these social events. Yeah, you would think that, but it you didn't get a job for like four years, so yeah, was that me? (laughs) Was that the job market? It was not you. Nobody knows. I didn't get a job until I met PetroLearn. Via the internet. In the middle of a pandemic. And literally only talk to them through... Social media. Through social media, maybe a few phone calls, but I bet you if I would have met anybody from there... It'd be like hard pass. It would have been like, ooh, Ooh, who's this this guy? Wow. That's not true because when I met you, that was one of the things... Because I knew you were quiet, but like one of the things I... Yeah, you were like, ooh, hard pass. No, one of the things that I was in that I found intriguing about you was one, you were very, very confident in yourself, despite the fact that you weren't chatty. You just seemed very at ease with yourself. But then two, that you were funny as heck. You were so funny. I mean, you still, you still make me laugh all the time. No, you like, you were were still, (laughs) you were still hilarious. Uh, I mean, you got some dad jokes in there now, but you're, you were hilarious. Uh, And you like knew how to like work a crowd. So having a child just like removes all the humor from your, from your that's because like you're so used to making like a toddler laugh that when you try to like transfer those skills to like adults it does not transfer <laughs> they do not oh, think the same things are falling funny on the ground and right making a fart noise right is, isn't well, gonna get laughs i mean some people would but the majority of adults <laughs> would not it's true although everybody likes a good fart joke i not not me not uh, me I don't know. I think everybody. Speaking of jokes, and this is funny because if Eric ever listens to this, um, I remember oh, Eric. shout out. I know. I remember Eric said one time that like, he has, and he didn't mean this in a mean way. He was just sincere. He's like, he had never uh, found a female comedian that he thought was funny. And I always thought Until about that. Tiggle? No, just ever. Actually, I don't know if he's listened to Tig. He needs to listen to Tig. Is it Tig Notaro? Gosh, she's so fucking I don't know funny. Her name. Um, but I was wondering, do you have any female comedians that, uh, other than Tig that you think are funny? Because it may just be a gender thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the things that women joke about aren't as relatable to men. I think it's, I think it's hard because I, like, I'm, I'm not really into, into crude or vulgar humor. I feel like that's right. usually what what they're making like jokes females about they kind of i guess that's true i guess a lot days. of female comedians like have to be extremely vulgar i wonder if they feel like they have to do that to, to yeah. like break into like an all-male but industry throwing it way back to well on snl i like a lot of the things i i feel like the women are usually funnier on SNL, like right. Kristen Wiig, she's so funny. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Poehler, yeah. whatever her name is. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. Um, but the one, just uh, stand-up comedian that I thought was funny when we went to the Hyena Club way back when. 
So was like it some random like local some comedian? random local comedian. She was she was funny. I don't even remember this. That's funny. She got that. up there. She made a lot of funny jokes. She was so funny. I still remember that I liked her. But you don't remember her name. Don't remember her name. Don't remember. But she, she was funny. She was joking about. Um, so she was, she was a black woman. She was talking about how. Talking about how everybody always is talking about how black people don't seem to age. Oh. And she was talking about her skin and how there was so many different things that she had to do. And her biggest complaint was how she was always ashy. And for some reason, I was, I really. That, that was like a stand-up routine. That she, I don't remember any of this. That joke I remember because that was the punchline is that. She was always ashy. Like that was the her biggest complaint about it, about her. <laughs> you're doing a terrible job of explaining this. Show. I know it's not funny. No, I'm but not, it made you laugh and you remembered it. I remembered so it. I thought it was funny. She was great. Don't remember her name. Uh, who who's the other SNL? Leslie Jones. She has been comment near like narrating the Olympics on her like TikTok and Instagram story. Nope, don't know her. Huh. Hilarious. So funny. But so out of all the women uh, comedians that you've just named, who would you say is the funniest out of the group? You can't pick one out of the group. They're all the same funny. I mean, maybe Tina Fey. Out of all those people, Tina Fey? But... I think I'm impressed because people say I look like her. So I think welcome. I say Tina Fey because I know she wrote things like Mean Girls. Uh, like Mean so Girls is funny. Right, right. So it's not just Tina Fey, but it's also Mean Girls. And it's also so, Sarah Palin. Right. And it's also. So it's not just her stand up. You just think that she's like a very talented and funny human being. Yeah. Yeah. She's a funny human being. Right. Yeah, yeah, toss out the gender. Why do we gotta get gender involved? She's just yeah. a funny human. Yeah. There you go. Hardy her first. Tina Fey, funniest human alive. Tina Fey, if you wanna <laughs> be on <laughs> the Bazir We Go podcast, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Just oh, uh my just gosh. connect with us on however I don't even know how you connect with us. Do you uh, anyway? How um, do people connect with us? They um, can go to our website, patirigo.com. There's a podcast section with Ooh. all the episodes that we have filmed or recorded, which would be uh, two of them as of whenever this one gets published. And um, uh, that's about it. Oh, I guess like if you want to go to Podbean and look for our podcast or go to iTunes and look for our podcast because yeah, we are cheap can... and we don't want to pay for anything. Oh, yeah, Boom. just saying you to just someone. Sang. You just um, sang. Well, my love, uh, if we haven't bored everyone to tears with those extremely boring 35, 36 <laughs> questions. Yeah. Hot take, don't do those questions. Yeah, I hard pass. They literally won't do anything for your for your relationship. No, I just feel tired. Except they will remind you to buy life insurance. Life insurance. That's the real winner of this podcast. Life and yeah. La Brea and life insurance. If there's a life insurance company who wants to sponsor us, we're open to it. Will you be upset if I come next time prepare with more La Brea facts? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only fact that 
maybe more interesting is that LeBray is sponsoring the show. <laughs> we can just say it. Is that just false advertising? We'll get sued uh, if we just. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that. Okay, they're not sponsoring know. it. But but the tarpets <laughs> are. <laughs> okay, you ready? Well, this show is brought to you by Batirigo Industries. <laughs> Joko Geosciences LLC. Nope, that's no more. It's still an LLC. Mm, it doesn't yeah, just, just disappear into the wind. <laughs> it's just defunct. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Now is when we would do our sign-off, which... I but guess, here we got to go. But here, <laughs> but here we're leaving. Yep. But here, bye-bye. If you haven't figured it out, but here we go was our wedding hashtag. And, and it's just so good. And it was so good. It's our brand. People know us. We've made a brand that. of it. We... We're going to make a Batir We Go Corporation. No, we're not. What? It's going to have, it's going to be the Umbrella Corporation. That now you're giving away trade secrets. It's going to host everything. Batir Our we TV Industries. show, our TV network, our, our restaurant, podcast, our podcast, our farm, our farm, our uh, tech company, our children's our clothing pro- line. <laughs> okay, cool. Our antique show and store. We're going to have to diversify. This is too many stu- much stuff under this one umbrella company. Well, that's the point of an umbrella company. Now we're just rambling, and we are at 125. Yeah, we, we, Guys, I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm sorry. Asleep. Goodbye. We apologize. This is a terrible. Just imagine this episode doesn't exist. But here we go to bed. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>